Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is episode 3, sorry, series 3, episode 46 of this daily study podcast. Thank you once again for joining us as we continue with our study of the February the 8th to February the 14th section in the Come Follow Me for this year. Doctrine and Covenants sections 12 to 13 and Joseph Smith History section 1 verses 66 to 75 upon you my fellow servants. Uh, and today... We are studying the section uh, which covers Doctrine and Covenants section 13. The Aaronic Priesthood has re- was restored by John the Baptist. Now yesterday we kind of considered this, this visitation of John the Baptist and also talked about what the key of the ministering of angels could re- be referring to. There's also two more phrases which the Come Follow Me manual suggests that we have a look at um, within Doctrine and Covenants section 13. Namely, uh, the gospel of repentance and baptism by the remission of sins. Um, and also that it will never be taken again from the earth until the sons of Levi do offer again an offering unto the Lord in righteousness. Now, I do think that um, the keys of baptism by immersion for the remission of sins is pretty straightforward. We know that this this key is within the Aaronic Priesthood because it is in the Aaronic Priesthood that a, an individual can baptise someone uh, unto repentance for the remission of sins. Uh, so I don't really think that there is much need to cover that as such, except for the fact of what a blessing this is. We know that this whole restoration of the gospel, the restoration of the church was begun because 14-year-old Joseph Smith wanted to know which church to be baptised into, which church. And I think ultimately the question he deep down had, but maybe he didn't know how to articulate it at that time at the age of 14, which church had the authority uh, to, to baptise him to save his soul? Uh, I think that ultimately that was what he was questioning. He wants to know where he could receive salvation for his soul. He wants to know where he could find the true gospel of Christ. And that all falls under the church that has the, his priesthood authority to act and to teach and to do in the name of Christ. Uh, and so this, for I think this is probably so understated for Joseph, just how uh, we understate for Joseph just how important this moment was, not to mention the fact he's probably thinking of in his, in, his individuals like his brother Alvin, who had died a few years earlier, um, who didn't have this opportunity to be baptised under the correct authority. Uh, and so this is such a blessing. And then we have this phrase, the sons of Levi. Now, what is interesting, first of all, is that in the the canonised version that we have in Doctrine and Covenants section 13, it says... Um, until the sons of Levi do offer again an offering unto the Lord in righteousness. Now, this seems to suggest that the Aaronic priesthood will be on the earth until this event happens, the sons of Levi offering an offering to the Lord in righteousness. But when you read Oliver Cowdery's version, and I'm, I'm not saying that either is right or either is wrong, there may be that there is different meanings and understandings to be taken from both of these versions, but... When you look um, at Oliver Cowdery's um, record of what um, John the Baptist said, when it refers to the sons of Levi, it actually says, which shall remain on the earth, that the sons of Levi may yet offer an offering unto the Lord in righteousness. That's a very big difference. That suggests that the Aaronic priesthood is on the earth so that the sons of Levi can make these offerings to the Lord in righteousness. Not that it will be taken away once the offering has been made. Um, And I think that that opens a whole new world of possibilities to understanding what this actually means. It could mean, in fact, um, a a physical event that 
will happen at some point in the future that, you know, actual descendants of Levi uh, will do offerings to the Lord in righteousness. And this is a big event that will take place. It could well be. Um, this is not something we should disregard. And in fact, what I'm about to share with you may be a double meaning. It may well be that both of these things will happen. But when we think about the sons of Levi, we think about offering to the Lord in righteousness. There is two excellent uh, scriptures given in straight in the Come Follow Me manual, which help us understand this uh, a little bit more and what this could mean. It refers to a section in Numbers, which of course is referring to the actual tribe of Levi. Um, and it says in verse 7 of Numbers 3, And they shall keep his charge and the charge of the whole congregation before the tabernacle of the congregation to do the service of the tabernacle. And they shall keep all the instruments of the tabernacle of the congregation and the charge of the children of Israel to do the service of the tabernacle. Um, so this is obviously... Uh, and also Aaron and his sons were appointed uh, to work with these sons of Levi as well. Now, what is interesting about this is that um, when we think of these things, our minds cannot but go straight to the temple. Um, and of course, you know, it is once um, youth, the age of um, being able to receive the Aaronic priesthood, uh, can enter the temple, um, whether they are um, young men who hold the Aaronic priesthood itself, or that they be young women who are of the age also to to work and act under the power of this Aaronic priesthood. And I think that's something else which we need to remember, is our understanding of priesthood has changed. That actually, you know, young men obviously hold the office of deacon teacher priest within the Aaronic priesthood, but also young women access the power and the authority of the Aaronic priesthood when they act under the authority of the keys to be able to go into the temple and do this work in the sacred temple or tabernacle uh, that we have today. Um, to do this work and make offerings to the Lord in righteousness. Think about the offerings of time and the offerings of money that you have made to go to the temple. Now, your offering of money may simply be the petrol it takes to go, but that is still a sacrifice. Your sacrifice of time may be that you miss, you know, an important sports game or you miss an opportunity to go somewhere with your friends to go to the, to the temple, but that is still a sacrifice. Um, we make these sacrifices unto the Lord to go to the tabernacle or to the temple, or today a temple, to make these offerings. Um, and, we're at, and this understanding is given to us further in Doctrine and Covenants 84, verse 31, where it says, Therefore, as I said concerning the sons of Moses, for the sons of Moses and also the sons of Aaron shall offer an acceptable offering and sacrifice in the house of the Lord, which house shall be built unto the Lord in this generation upon the consecrated spot as I have appointed. This seems to be using the same language and therefore clearly must must point toward the Aaronic priesthood being in connection with on the earth, being on the earth again so that this work can be done in the temple. Um, and this just highlights for us just how important the temple is, what an important place it is and why the Aaronic priesthood was restored. Yes, it was done so that the ministering of angels could be again on the earth, as we discussed yesterday, to uplift and strengthen and bless the lives of many. Yes, it was given so that the keys of the gospel of repentance could be restored, so that we could be baptized and partake of the sacrament to renew those covenants. These are vital. But another vital part of the Aaronic priesthood is that the sons of Levi, or those who are the sons of um, Moses and Aaron, can, can offer acceptable offerings to the Lord, in the house of the Lord. And when we say the sons of Levi uh, and the sons of Moses and, Moses and Aaron, we mustn't forget our dear sisters 
who are also making acceptable offerings to the Lord in the house of the Lord as well. They are acting under the authority and power of the priesthood when they go to the temple. And so this applies very much to them as well. Um, and so all of these things together just make me think how a wonderful or what a wonderful event this restoration of the Aaronic priesthood was. Pretty much those three things, you know, being able to feel the spirit and receive personal revelation through the tongue of angels, the spirit, being able to be forgiven and repent of our sins and have our sins cleansed and being able to go to the temple feeling of the spirit there and make these blessings available to our to our kindred dead. This for me is the whole structure, the spine, the backbone of the gospel. And this is all done through the power and authority of the holy priesthood, of the Aaronic priesthood, uh, which was given to Joseph and Oliver on the 15th of May in 1829. What a blessing this is. And probably for me, and I'm speaking for myself here, this is probably such an understated event in church history for me um, that I have not really appreciated or taken the full value of uh, until studying it now. There are so many blessings in connection with this priesthood, which we should not take for granted. Uh, and that many of my favourite parts of this gospel is directly linked to this supposed lesser priesthood. And I think that phrase lesser priesthood is a bit unfortunate, really. We know we, we call that because call it that because it prepares for a number of things. But I wonder why it's called the preparatory priesthood. Is it because it's preparing us for the Melchizedek or is it because it's preparing us for the second coming? Uh, thank you for this uh, listening today uh, and, and considering the blessings of the Aaronic Priesthood with me. Please do join the Facebook group, Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me. If you'd like to hear more from if, um, listeners of the podcast or share some of your thoughts, that'd be wonderful to hear from you. You can also email ldsstudysession at gmail.com if you have any thoughts or feedback and, or if you'd like to join in a future podcast episode yourselves. Uh, thank you for your time and, and until we meet again. <laughs>